Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by TheLines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer. He's on the East Coast, and we are looking at Wednesday's slate here, rolling along in Major League Baseball. Decent night last night. Nate assures me that we're going to have a better day today. I assured him the same thing. We ended up t- talking about one of this, uh, the same games here as well, so I think we feel pretty confident about that one. We'll jump into our picks here in just a minute. Do want to say we went 2-3 and three last night, managed to get out a couple victories with two one-unit placed bets for Wheeler to get over 17 and a half outs and Cleveland and Cincinnati to go under also mentioned I would take Cleveland's money line I need to start putting my money a little bit more in my mouth is than these these bets that I just sort of throw in at the end because they keep getting right Cleveland also won that game three nothing uh, Baltimore at uh, at San Diego Flaherty did not get the job done for us uh, Baltimore did not win that game Tampa Bay at SF same concept SF came back Zach Littell could not get his revenge on the mound for the Rays and they lost that one as well Wheeler also Gave up three walks, uh, which I told Nate before we started this uh, recording. Probably going to stay away from trying to pick pitcher walks anymore. Even if it seems like a good bet, it was like plus money in a sort of fishy situation. So I'll get a bit more ahead of that next time. But let's go ahead and move on here uh, to Wednesday slate. Just want to give you a quick reminder to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Check out thelines.com as well. We have a great odds finder tool up there on the site that you can use to make sure you're getting the best odds available to you from each book that is offering us bets on baseball this season. Nate, let's go ahead and jump right into the game we both like to talk about here the Miami Marlins, Jesus Lozado on the mound versus Verlander. (laughs) Yeah, trying to find an old reliable guy here. Of course, Justin Verlander, who is slowing down at this point in his career. You can see the velocity, the caper nine dropping. um, And that's caused him to kind of start nibbling a little bit. But we're still going to take the the Astros money line. I think both of us at close to even money here. Um, And I would look at a half unit on Verlander to give up Two and a half, uh, go under two and a half earned runs, which is plus 110 at Caesars if you can find it, um, you know, in terms of props there. So, yeah, he, he was nibbling a bit when he was with the Mets, started to avoid, to started to go more after guys, but he's still getting that very good outside swing rate, um, you know, still, you know, getting by on his his great breaking pitches, his, his savvy and still able to to paint on the corners. And I think this is a great matchup because you look at a Miami team that chases, that has the highest outside swing rate in the National League since the All-Star break, the second lowest walk rate, and the fifth worst weighted runs created in the majors in that span. Whereas Houston, you know, obviously their offense is amazing and has been really, really good since the All-Star break, number one weighted runs created in the American League in that span. So you expect Verlander to get some run support here against Lazardo, who's 6.6 ERA, 2.2 home run per nine since the break for him. And when he's actually played against the AL, it's been bad, uh, much better hitting teams out there. His last two against the Yankees and Rangers, a pretty absurd 17% barrel rate. And I honestly respect the Astros lineup even more than Texas, although the Rangers do lead overall for the season. Uh, in a number of offensive categories. Verlander's a guy I trust on the road, Uh, despite the fact that this year his road splits have been down. But, I mean, look at the venues like Yankees, Braves, at Coors Field, at Houston against his former team. He really hasn't had a good road matchup. And now you're in Miami, that massive park, uh, against a team he has dominated in, in three 
meetings. Only one of them came in recent in recent uh, history last year when he was with the Strohs. But 1.4 ERA, 20 Ks to four walks against this Marlins lineup. Uh, so I do think he turns in a quality start, and I'm, I'm willing to bank on the Astros offense giving him that run support. Yeah, you. what's interesting is we both looked at this game. I started looking at this game through the lens of fading Lazardo. I'm just going to call him Lazardo. It's too fun to call him uh, Jesus Lazardo. Like, I'm a, a Boston fan. If he ever goes to the Red Sox, that's going to be the greatest name uh, pronunciation in, in history of Boston. But um, for him, it was like I was looking at fading. I was like, do I? He, he's failed to, to go six innings uh, for the majority of his, his recent starts. Um, he's even, he's just also been boomer bust when it comes to the strikeouts. It's just, it's so funny. Like, he's got three strikeouts or less and two of his last three starts but the one that he has more he has 13 strikeouts and granted that was against Colorado so do what you will with that duty offense out in Denver but it just scares me from ever going under on a strikeout prop for a guy when I know that if he just dials in uh, he's pretty nasty and granted Houston's bats which I'm not ready to proclaim better than the offense in Texas necessarily, but I would say it's still top five for sure. Not better than the Bravos, but now we're talking about like the throw the Orioles in there and the Rangers and then some combination of that is the top four or top, you know, two, three, four after the Braves who are far and away the best. Fifth in WRC plus, like you said, against lefties, they also have the 11th lowest K percentage. So all those things combined to make me go, I'm not betting on this game by fading Lazardo directly with his via his props. I am going Houston Moneyline, like you mentioned, and I'm going Verlander over 17 and a half outs as well, even though that's crappy juice at minus 160 uh, on FanDuel that you can get that at. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm not as worried about that because I, I, I'm going for the sure bet and I'm not going to uh, take it away by like what I did last night with Zach Wheeler, where I also got his outs prop correct, but just sort of negated it with by needing to get cute with a, a walk prop as well, because I like the plus money. I just take what I feel most comfortable about and run. Um, I also wanted to take uh, Houston in the first five. It's not worth it. We got them on the money line. We got Verlander to get the six innings. I, I like the under two and a half bet as well for him. I think that makes a lot of sense with the way that Miami bats um, are not, they're not doing anything right. They're not, I mean, they're not walking. They've got the 10th worst Woba, the eighth worst WRC plus against righty since August started as well. And that's been their problem for most of the season. Even once they picked up some power in Berger uh, and Bell, they, they, at the trade deadline, they there's still two big righty bats that just crush lefties and not quite righties. So uh, versus righties, I think you got a pretty good uh, spot here for Verlander to make sure he goes the, uh, the six innings. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to ride on the money line of this game with you as well. Yeah, Josh Bell, the big big lefty, I believe. But, yeah, either way, yeah, the oh, Marlins, right, right. Oh, right, right. their offense Burger has not been right. good. Um, for years now, and and I I really think it was kind of fool's gold here in the first half. It's really top heavy too. I think the lineup and and Verlander uh, smart enough to know how to avoid damage in certain areas, and and then just get to the guys that he can get out easily. So I like the outs bet. I guess um, that's only six innings, right? So I didn't I didn't yeah. think about the math there as easily. Like, I do think if he has a quality start, we're looking at both those props hitting. Right. Um, <clears throat> Moving on to my second pick here, Red Sox at Nationals under nine and a half runs. I think it got a little bit of juice. It, it shifted down to nine runs as we were doing the research here, but I'll, I'll still take it here with a half a unit because Mackenzie Gore is very boom bust and he's on the mound here for the Nats. I mean, if he has a good outing, I definitely think we're going way under here because James Paxton for the Sox is, is just a rock solid veteran. Uh, a guy I really think you can depend on, especially against a, a young Nats team that 
is going to put the ball in play. They're not going to strike out, but he he can manage contact. Um, you know, he has a career best 80% strand rate and a good swinging strike rate, at least 10% in five straight starts and, and very low hard contact his last few roadies. Both these teams have, have been trending under for a while, actually. I mean, Nats 15 and five in their last 20, Sox 16 and five. And six straight unders for the Sox, um, who also trend very hard to the under in interleague games or non-division games. You know, it's that if you're not playing another AL East powerhouse uh, we in, and you're not at Fenway, there's going to be a lot less pop in the bats here. The fact that Trevor Story's back makes me a little wary uh, because he is the perfect kind of right-handed bat to get against Gore here. But he's an extremely talented young lefty, um, as we know. The last seven, when he's been at home at Nationals Park, he, he's been solid, 3.5 ERA. His last three in particular, one was cut short, uh, but a 1.4 ERA and a 177 batting average against much lower hard contact at home versus on the road. He does not really let the ball in play when he's facing lefties. It's just either a strikeout or a walk in a ridiculous 583 BABIP in that situation and 48 at bats. So I think there's some positive regression to get, to get some of those balls in play into outs for sure. Uh, but yeah, he has, he has plus stuff. He has an incredible slider that, that I think can limit these Red Sox bats and, and they, you know, they're pretty feast or famine as well. Uh, you look at, you know, the Sox on the road since the all-star break, only hitting 236. They're only hitting 250 against lefties since the All-Star break, regardless. And Fenway is a great place to hit against lefties. So I, I am not that worried about this matchup. I think Gore almost put it together against the Phillies. He gave up a few long balls, but 19% swinging strike rate, 43% outside the zone swing rate. Uh, I think he's starting to get to figure out how to pitch at this level, and, and he could have a great start uh, opposite Paxton. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's gotten shelled on the road, like you're talking about with Gore. It's crazy to see the the balls just flying off of bats when he plays on the road, and been much better at home. To your point, I think that's really where where where, where we look for this. The BABIP is a little bit probably the result. I mean, he's got a few nice fielders that are sort of plus fielders out there. Um, I know CJ Abrams has been awesome at short for them since he's come up, but um, I, I don't I don't trust them either. The the nine and a half is high though. Um, we saw this game go five four last night, um, and and now we're we're back up to ten runs with two guys that I think are have a little bit better stuff than than uh, they've they've shown in their sort of actual numbers. Their, their X numbers definitely. Uh, indicate that they, they, this should be a pretty good pitching matchup compared to what the uh, the actual core numbers of these guys coming in is. So yeah, I like this stuff and I like the unders that uh, that you found here uh, for both these teams as well. So I'm gonna close things out with again we've already talked about it a couple of times. Uh, I think I've talked about them both times now. Philly and Toronto. Uh, Toronto is at home here. We've got Gosman and Nola. We've got the reeling Phillies lost three in a row. Two in a, obviously the first two of this one bats hitting that big problem for, for the fills. Um, and, and that's why I'm, I'm looking at two bets in this one. I'm going Toronto first five money line minus minus one forty eight. Uh, it's actually about the same as the full game money line. I just, I like to, to really strongly directly more directly hit on Kevin Gosman being the starter for Toronto right now, taking those first five innings. And then, uh, I'm also going to go under with a first five, uh, under four and a half. I feel better about Toronto's money line bet there. So I'm going to full unit on that. And the first five under four and a half, I'm going half a unit. It's just 
minus 160 there. But I, I do feel as though, even though Aaron Nola's had some troubles, um, and he hasn't been the same pitcher outside of being the same strikeout pitcher he's always been, and still not really walking guys, um, he's definitely given up some hard contact, and that's a problem for him when he needs to keep it, the ball low um, as, as a big part of his, his arsenal as well. I, a quick look at how Toronto's lineup does against him. It's one of those interleague splits, but Brandon Belt once again shows up as a guy who played in the NL for a while, had really good numbers against Zach Wheeler in his career, picked up a walk last night, has even better numbers uh, against uh, Aaron Nola in his career, has batted 462 with a 769 slug and 1269 nice OPS uh, with a home run in there, a walk. Like uh, He's a guy that scares me once again in that lefty-righty matchup. Um, but I, I think outside of that, there's some good reason to believe that that Nola can keep the ball inside the park uh, in this one. Uh, the, I'm going to start with talking about why I like the, the money line, though, for Toronto. In the struggles that we're talking about for Nola over his last three, he's failed to go more than 5.1 innings. He's given up nine, eight, and five hits in those games. He's given up 11 earned runs in those three starts, too. Really bad for him with the amount of innings he's going with that ERA up above, like, seven and a half. And uh, it's just, it's been, a, it hasn't been the strikeouts. It's been the ability for him to keep the ball in the park. Toronto is a team that, can get hot, obviously, but it doesn't consistently. It's been basically bottom half of the uh, of the league in terms of versus right-handed pitching over the course of the last month and a half or so. It's fifteen anywhere from 15th to 20th when it comes to any of the relevant hitting stats that you would look at for this Toronto team. It's pretty underwhelming. Bo Bichette, I believe, is still out once again. Um, would be a nice guy to have, too, as he's three for seven in his career versus Aaron Nola. So I think that helps the under stay intact as well. But there, there's still value on Gosman being better than Nola in this game. And the Philly Bats, which have scored two runs in the last three games continue to struggle against guys like Kevin Gosman. Um, and so I, I think you're going to see a number of Ks for Gosman. You got to get up about, you have to get to seven uh, over six and a half. If you even want any bet worth taking on Gosman in this game against the Phils. So um, that 3.04 ERA with like a 2.88 expected ERA when he's at home, all that stuff is just like, yeah, he's a freaking Cy Young candidate for a reason. Uh, and one of the dudes leading the league in strikeouts for a reason. And I think he's going to have, not an easy time, but he's going he's gonna to do his thing just fine. I would consider under two earned runs for him as well. Um, but that's why I'm just going the, the, the game under first five and uh, under five and also Toronto's money line for the first five. Yeah, from uh, last year's AL Cy Young winner to this one, same prop bets, I guess. Gossman and Verlander. Yeah, Gossman to go yeah. 18 uh, outs recorded as well. Minus 125, I see the best juice on that. I mean, lots of negative numbers for him to have success here against the Phillies who he has had tremendous success against four straight starts with six innings. So, I mean, I, mm. I understand that minus minus one twenty-five. Uh, I'm fully on board with the fate of Nola here. Uh, who's just not been very good except for last year. He's not, not a guy you can rely on Toronto. Very good against the curve and the change. It scares me a little bit about under, in the first five innings, I think maybe I'd rather just take Toronto money line yeah. in the first five innings. Cause I think there's just a gap in the starting pitchers and I'd, I'd rather back Gossman than, uh, than, you know, worry about how bad Nola could possibly be. I know. I know. I know. That's why I waffled. Cause he's, he's got that. He's got a, a sort of wide variance of how tonight could go for Aaron Nola. And, and so it's, it's scary to talk about that, but I think either way you feel good about Gossman enough to, I think ride with his props is something I probably should have honed in on a bit more for this pick. So, you know, Mia culpa there, but definitely look at Gosman's individual numbers as I think he's like the most solid, reliable outcome that we can predict and project is that he's going to have a solid outing here. So any way that you can sort of 
secure yourself from needing other things to happen. And all you have to, if you pick correctly and you take Gosman outs and things like that, now all you're doing is relying on him and not worried quite as much about how volatile Aaron Nola might be and things of that nature. So definitely a couple of ways to play that game, but it's going to be a fun one with those two guys on the mound. So that is all the time we have for you today. We are going to be coming back to you tomorrow as well, and we'll be telling you about a really solid Wednesday night. I'm very confident. Continue to follow along, like, and subscribe. And until we talk to you then, happy betting. Thank you.